going on with this whole politics business we're going to talk about well what the actual fuck is going on with this whole politics business there's been a lot going on this week actually which is interesting because of course um well as far as Westminster is concerned anyway it is technically summer recess or at least it was the Wednesday because then everyone came back but there's been quite a lot of drama going on even at like outside of that there's been quite a lot of absolute chaos happening and you know how I love absolute chaos (laughs) so we're gonna find out all about what's been happening and what's been going on so get comfy get yourself prepared for a little bit of gossip because we're gonna have so much fun like basically laughing at people more powerful and privileged than us it kind of takes the edge off of being like on the bottom rung of society don't you think So Parliament was back this week. Uh, They had the big debate on Afghanistan on Wednesday. Uh, So it's back for like a a little bit, you know, a little bit of Parliament as a treat, you know what I mean? Um, As usual, the iPlayer live feed of BBC Parliament was absolutely fucking trash. So I had to use the YouTube feed instead. (laughs) But anyways, um... Last week, I did say I was not super educated on what was going on. Um, But I did some research over the week in preparation to watch the debate. So I was a lot more up to speed and I I had a a, a passable understanding, you know. (laughs) Still not an expert, but better than I was before. And certainly better than Dominic Raab, who is the fucking, fucking foreign secretary listen when I tell you a clown an actual clown let's talk about him shall we firstly this bitch was on a holiday he was on damn holiday now from what from what I can now tell because of actually you know, done a lot more research. This was not a new thing that people didn't expect to happen. So, you know, we withdraw from Afghanistan, right? The expectation was that something like this could happen. The government says, oh, we didn't expect it to happen this quickly. And I'm like, I mean, 
were you monitoring it at all? And Dominic Rob particularly, he was like, oh, I, I didn't know, I didn't know. And I'm like, you're the foreign secretary. Like, it was literally like the foreign office were like, nobody could have guessed how this foreign conflict would go, especially not us, the foreign office. And I'm like... <laughs> what the fuck so this bitch goes on holiday okay while all this is going on while the fucking Taliban are you know descending on the people of Afghanistan Dominic's like fuck it I'm going on holiday I can't be arsed I'm off I'm off on my little holidays. I'm going to fucking Benidorm or whatever. I don't know where the fuck he went. I don't feel it's important. But he went on holiday. Um, So while he was on holiday, there was a moment, there was a moment when he could have actually done something that would have helped people. So he was advised that he should make immediate contact with the Afghan foreign minister to try and help uh, translators and people that had helped and, you know, basically risked their lives to help the the British government and our, our soldiers in Afghanistan, to help them to get to safety because they would be targets when the Taliban got there. So all he had to do was make a phone call. Apparently he was in Crete, not Benidorm. I feel like this story... It works better in my head if it was in Benidorm, but whatever. Um, Anyways, so he's on his little luxury holiday. All he needed to do was make a phone call and just request that assistance be provided to help interpreters and people who had worked with the British military so that they would not be targeted when the Taliban got there. And he didn't do it. He did not do it. Um, He said that he was unavailable. He asked for Lord Goldsmith to make the call. And he didn't do it either. Apparently, nobody in the fucking foreign office understands how a phone works. I... What is the point of the Foreign Office, actually? Because they can't do nothing right. They they couldn't be bothered to help save people that had risked everything to help the UK and were now vulnerable to the Taliban. They haven't helped... Now, this part I I do know quite a lot about because I've been following a lot of these cases. There are a number of British citizens that are trapped in Iran, imprisoned on what are basically fake charges. And the Foreign Office has done fuck all about it. Literally. They they just, they're they're just like, oh, well, you know, we're trying. We're having a word. We're seeing what we can do. And it's like, well, they've been there for years at this point. What is it you've actually done? What have you achieved? What is it you do successfully? Quickly. They can't answer. They don't know. So what, what is the point of the Foreign Office? What do we pay them for? They can't do anything right. They can't be asked to make one fucking phone call to help those translators. They, they couldn't do it. Like, what, what was the fucking point? I just... 
I can't. I literally can't. It's so fucking stupid because they don't seem to care about anything or anyone. And, and I'm just like, well, then why, why did you go into this? You know, you're supposed to be in government because you give a shit about helping people. So why don't you? Like, what is wrong with you? What is wrong in your head? I don't... God, I have... I just... They shame us all, really. And I mean that sincerely. Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, So, this debate was... It was pretty crazy. Uh, Before that, it was... Before the debate started... It was trailed that the British government had made plans to take in 20,000 refugees from Afghanistan who were fleeing the Taliban, but only 5,000 people would be allowed to come to the UK this year. Now, during the debate, Chris Bryant, who's a Labour MP, asked what I feel was a very important question. He said, what are the 15,000 that are left behind meant to do? Wait around and wait to be executed. That's a fair fucking question. I mean, the government had all kinds of fucking excuses. It was like, we can't take all of the 20,000 at once. We can't, we don't, we don't have enough room. Like, they literally tried to use the Britain is full excuse. And I'm like, fuck off. Are you serious? There, there are, seriously, when I tell you this, there are so many empty properties across the UK. Just, just houses, flats, bungalows, probably some prefabs still knocking about. They're just fucking empty. They're just empty. Nothing's going on there. And every time we try and like say, hey, maybe we could use these. It's like, no, 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 we can't, we can't. Well, why not? Why the fuck not? You know, we're not allowed to use them apparently for refugees. We're not allowed to use them to house our homeless people. We're not allowed to use them to, you know, give young families a place to live. It's just, I don't know. There's something sacred about these fucking empty properties for some reason. I... It's so stupid. It's so fucking stupid. Um, Dominic Robb, uh, there was a lot of digs made about his fucking jolly little holiday. Um, he looked so angry every time someone brought it up. And, and I'm sorry, but if he doesn't want it bringing up, he probably shouldn't have gone on holiday during a huge crisis that was pretty much his department's responsibility to deal with. Like... <laughs> this is the thing anybody else in any other job no matter what job you work for if there's a huge crisis going on and you've got somewhere else to be but you know that if you leave it's going to be really bad you would stay and you'd say you know what i have to take responsibility here why doesn't he understand that like what is wrong with him what is wrong with him um so the government, they've kind of swung between nobody could have expected this and also we did kind of expect this, which, I mean, they're directly contradictory things. You, can, you can't, it can't be both, you know? You can't say, oh, we didn't see it coming and then be like, but we kind of did. Like, you just, you just can't, Colin, you know what I mean? And 
But the, the government are saying both at different points. Um, Angela Regal, who's a Labour MP, um, and also I feel a lesbian icon, um, she asked the question that if the government did foresee the fall of Afghanistan, why were the Prime Minister and Foreign Secretary both on holiday? Because that's right, the Miss Boris was off on her jollies too, this bitch. Um, and Boris Johnson said the government has been working round the clock to deal with this situation. Now listen, we now know that members of the cabinet won't even fucking do phone calls when they're on holiday. So I don't buy that at all. I do not buy that at all. Um, there was a number of Conservative MPs um, that basically spoke out against the government on this. Um Johnny Mercer, who is a Conservative MP, um, he said as part of his speech, the Prime Minister has repeatedly and consistently failed to honour what he said to become Prime Minister to veterans in this country. I have told him this to his face repeatedly. It had no effect and so I will now do it in public. Oh my God. It was, I have to say to you, it was kind of interesting to see so many Tory MPs just dragging Boris Johnson in public to his face. It, I, God. Um, there was there was a lot of stuff about little Dom's holiday. He's little Dom, I feel, and like Dominic Cummings is like big Dom. I don't know. I just I feel like that's just how the balance goes. Um, so Keir Starmer, uh, he said, you cannot coordinate an international response from the beach. Well, he's not wrong. Mark Darcy is not wrong, is he? Um, Keir Starmer also said, the PM's response to the Taliban at the gates of Kabul was to go on holiday. I mean, again, he's not wrong. There was a lot of people on social media who were saying that Keir Starmer sounded um, very much like he was the Prime Minister, uh, which I thought was interesting. Um, There was a moment when Desmond Swain just sounded like an absolute fucking sociopath and it was so gross. Um, He intervened while Keir Starmer was speaking, basically to be a dick. And he he was basically implying that refugees who were trying to escape the Taliban in Afghanistan um, were cowards for not staying and fighting the Taliban. What privilege. I mean, this is a guy who has clearly never been face to face with this kind of situation. This is a guy who has never had to watch everything he knows everything he holds dear being torn down by horrific just fucking monstrous people he's never had to live that life there has never been a situation in his lifetime like that where where death is so close to your face and all you can do is is run he has never faced that so how can he sit there and call these people cowards bitch shut up shut the fuck up 
When are you going to go fight the fucking Taliban sleepy swain? Never. This is the same bitch who fucking fell asleep in the House of Commons. And this bitch is out here trying to... mm, Go back to sleep, you stupid old man. Jesus Christ. I mean, it's the lack of empathy for me, ladies. I mean, just what the fuck? What goes through a person's mind, you know, that makes them think, oh... You know, in this huge humanitarian crisis, I know what I'm... G- I said crisis and I meant to say crisis, but, you know, I should have just left it. No one noticed. No one has said anything. Anyways, who in that moment, their first thought, like, who, who in that moment just says, you know what I want to do? I want to fucking attack these people. That's what I'm... Fucking... Oh, grim. Nigel Farage, very much the same thing. You know, people are running from just terrifying terrifying situations um and his first thought was this every single person that crosses the channel will now be without id and claim to be from afghanistan this decision will have enormous consequences bitch shut the fuck up oh just stay on GBBs where I don't have to fucking see you. Oh my god. I just don't understand how... Like, I don't understand the thought process, you know? Of someone who sees people who are running from from torture, from execution, from persecution. And their first thought is, But what about how this affects me? Guess what, bitch? It probably doesn't affect you at all, actually. Nigel, to be honest, like, let's be fucking real, it doesn't affect you, and actually, most people are actually fine with people in danger coming here so that they can be safe, um, a number of local authorities have already volunteered to help house refugees, um, a lot of local communities are making it clear that they are happy to help and support refugees um i live in kent um where i mean listen let me tell you this sometimes here in kent there are like anti-refugee like protests and things but let me tell you this let me tell you a little secret that you don't fucking hear discussed most of the people that come to those protests come down on the fucking train from other places There are not many people from Kent that go to those demonstrations. Why? Because most people from Kent are fine with people who are here because they need safety and support. Because as it all turns out, we're actually a pretty nice place. Apart from the Brexit thing, but we're not going to talk about that because... Anyways, we don't want to talk about Brexit, that'll just make me depressed. Um... (laughs) Uh, Tobias Elwood, who's a Conservative MP, had this to say on the social media. I cannot believe this is now the sum of our new foreign policy to hold the Taliban to account. Applying sanctions. This will not prevent a civil war, nor deter the Taliban from imposing a ruthless interpretation of Sharia law. Okay. Most of the debate was essentially uh, people saying to the government... Why did you not prepare to help people before now? And then the government standing up and going, oh, but 
you know, you were okay with us withdrawing from Afghanistan. Why are you shouting? And then the others being like, yes, we're okay with the withdrawal, but only on the condition that you did something before now. You were supposed to have plans in place. People were supposed to be out and safe before all this. You weren't supposed to leave it until the Taliban were at the fucking front door before you started evacuating people. What the fuck? Why didn't you plan for this? And then the government just being like, Why are you shouting? You're being really mean. I'm still in holiday mode. I don't know what's happening. Like, it was actually quite pathetic to watch the government basically complaining because people were expecting them to do their fucking jobs. Um, It was just, I mean... I mean, listen to this. So, the Foreign Office, um, they do have a rapid deployment team that is supposed to go to places to evacuate people in these situations. But on the 17th of August, it was still on the way. It was in the UAE. So, it's like, (laughs) where was the planning? Where was it? Because I don't see it. Like, I just... God. And then Dominic Raab said the dumbest fucking thing. He said the UK could have a moderating influence on the Taliban. That sounds fake, but okay. Like, are you fucking kidding? Are you serious? That's... It's just... It's not realistic. It's just not realistic. You wouldn't be having to evacuate people that had helped the British government and the British military because they were being targeted by the Taliban if the Taliban could be, you know, persuaded by our moderating influence or whatever. That wouldn't be happening You wouldn't have to evacuate people if we were a moderating influence. So we're obviously not. It's delusional to suggest that we are. And I don't understand why he's saying this. It's fucking stupid as hell. And I just, I'm tired. I'm so tired of this government, man. I, it's just one fuck up after another. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, I don't, I just don't, there was another thing this is i mean this isn't like directly related to like the the debate and all the excuses from the foreign office and so on and so forth but there was a lot of kind of big uh, you know political personalities um who like they, they basically kept using what was happening in afghanistan to sort of apply it to their own like political grievance like there was a lot of people who were like oh Afghanistan is basically like Brexit and I'm like oh shut up not this like people like that make it so embarrassing to be on the remain side because it's like god you're so cringe for example there was a tweet and it said leaving recklessly and creating an, an, an irreversible disaster what does Afghanistan remind you of and I'm like god not everything is about Brexit. Like, it's really not. Like, not everything is about the UK being a clusterfuck. Like, sometimes things happen in the world 
that that like don't don't require this like don't require this whole brexit intervention like you don't you could just say i feel like this situation is bad and move on you don't have to fucking link it to brexit that's fucking stupid um the home office in a press release described the uh the resettlement scheme which will allow 20,000 people uh, over several years by the way and only 5,000 people this year um, from Afghanistan they've described it as one of the most generous resettlement schemes in our country's history listen if you have to go around telling people how generous it is and how great it is that's probably not and it isn't (laughs) but I just So the House of Lords joined in on this debate too. Um, and there was a moment. There always is with the House of Lords. I mean, they kind of go unnoticed because they're just sort of like doddering around in the background. You know, until something big happens. And it's like, oh shit, it's the House of Lords. Oh my God, what if they stop Brexit? Oh wait, they didn't. Um, <laughs> anyways, um, so they had a little debate on the issue too. And Lord Pearson, he said the the grossest, dumbest shit. Uh, He said, I submit that it's not phobic to fear Islam, which is responsible for by far the most violence on our planet today. Bitch, shut the fuck up. Just shut up. Just shut the fuck up just shut up just just shut the fuck up basically firstly like i mean there is never a time when people want to hear your fucking islamophobic shit but certainly not now we're trying to deal with a crisis here we're trying to help people and you're like oh you know what everyone needs to hear my hatred no bitch secondly and actually maybe this should have been the first point but it's too late now so let's just say secondly the majority of victims of groups such as the Taliban, ISIS, Al-Qaeda, Boko Haram, the majority of the victims are Muslims. And that's tea. Firstly, in this, like, in a literal sense, you know, they will attack Muslims. Like, that, that is just the reality of it. Most of the people that are killed by these groups that are persecuted by these groups are Muslims secondly in the sense that they are taking Islam as a religion and bastardizing it so you know acting as if the actions of this group the Taliban or you know various other groups that people have made this comparison with ISIS Al-Qaeda and so on and so forth acting as if any of them are representative of what islam is actually about is just fucking stupid and fucking gross and should i be shocked that a member of the house lord said this no but i still kind of am because i'm like it's so easy to be a decent human being you know what i mean it really really is and i don't understand why all these people that have every advantage in their life every fucking just everything handed to them 
can't even do the very basics of humanity and just be a nice person like it's fucking insane to me um so there was also a bit of a conflict during this debate because the majority of the conservative benches were not wearing masks um boris johnson's spokesman had been asked about the issue and said that the government still expected people to wear masks in crowded indoor spaces um but didn't really have an explanation as to why nobody on the conservative side of the very crowded house of commons was wearing one um it was mm, the the spokesman said that it was not a mandatory requirement for people to wear masks and it was a matter for the parliamentary authorities um i would i would say that the staff at the house of commons have probably got something to fucking say about that um oh, it's the hypocrisy for me ladies it really is the hypocrisy for me um i have to be honest i don't feel that the resettlement scheme goes far enough obviously because there are a number of people that are going to be in danger and they've now just pretty much been abandoned i mean um there were guards who worked at the uk embassy in afghanistan um i think it was around 125 people uh they had guarded the embassy some had been working there for years and years and years and they've been told that they are not eligible for uk government protection because they were hired through an outsourced contractor rather than directly by the government so these are people that spent years keeping everyone in our embassy safe they risked their own lives because now they're going to be targeted by the taliban and the british government are like meh what can you do sorry guys we can't help why the fuck not i mean that this is my main issue here there are people that were kind enough to help us they didn't have to they could have just said no get fucked but they they did it at huge personal risk to themselves and now the government are just like well fuck off basically and i don't understand how they can live with themselves i'm sorry i know that maybe sounds harsh or a bit horrible but you know that's just how i feel like if if that was me and i was making that decision and i just told these people i know that you helped us i know that you risked your safety and everybody around you but we don't care we're not going to help you i I couldn't i couldn't do it i i just i couldn't do it even if it meant fucking like like using my own fucking money smuggle them out like whatever i would do whatever i could and i don't understand how our government is just like well we've done nothing to help you and that's really all we can do sorry guys like what kind of fucking it's like the whole government is run by people that don't have empathy and that's terrifying to me um 
I really hope that the government will take notice of, you know, even its own MPs telling them this shit, you know, because their own MPs were standing up and saying, you are betraying people. You are, that you know, this is treacherous. You know, we have to do something. Um, so hopefully that will get through to them and they will do something more than just we'll take 5,000 people now and we'll take some more at a later date which we haven't actually set out yet um because this can't be all that we do to help people it just it can't that's it's just fucking ludicrous to me that we could say this is all we're gonna do it's just unacceptable to me I'm sorry So, what the actual fuck is going on with politicians on social media? Um, so, I'm on this show's Instagram account, where I mainly follow political people, so I can keep up with them and find out what the tea is. I'm just going to have a little scroll of my home feed, see what the tea is, what's going on. Mm. So, first thing I see is the SNP's Instagram account. They've got a little picture little picture of the new heads of government it's nicola sturgeon it's lorna slayer it's patrick harvey also there's like there's flags there's a really glam mirror oh my god mm, this house is pretty as fuck love that for me i want to live there mm-hmm. i'm gonna make that happen i don't know how but i'm gonna do it <laughs> emily thornbury miss emily thornbury I live for her. She's so funny to me. I live. Uh, she posted a picture. It's a little meme of Dominic Robb. And she said, he wouldn't even pick up the phone. He must go. Yes, girl. Let me just like that picture. Yes, Miss Thing. Let's have a look at her main profile. What's she been up to? Oh, wow. she went for cocktails well uh, what is that is that gin she went for gin yes girl very on brand love that emily thornbury seems like she'd be really fun to like hang out with and like just like have a couple drinks with and talk shit you know what i mean living for it oh she posted a picture of her husband that's cute oh she went to like a castle thing god i don't know where that is <laughs> she went to a church took a picture of a window she has a nephew in france she went to the beach i want to go to the beach i haven't gone to a beach for like ever since 2019 was the last time i went to a beach and i miss it so much and i feel like i could scream the labor party i'm on the labor party now they're also posting about little dom Mm-mm. oh god <laughs> they post the labour party's meme gamers really strong these days I live uh, so you know the how it started how it's going memes they did one of those so how it started picture of Dominic with the caption the British are among the worst idlers in the world which is a quote from a book he wrote and then how's it going refused to get off a sun lounger to save people's lives like double tap well they told his tea let me tell you that oh (laughs) god not this not this 
Big Sadiq, my icon, my king, my legend, uh, posting a little something about London offering sanctuary to refugees from Afghanistan. I fucking love Sadiq Khan. I think he's a good man. Genuinely, you know. When when I say not all men, the only man that I mean that is not all men is Sadiq Khan. I'm kidding, I'm joking. <laughs> but no, seriously, I think that Sadiq Khan is a really good person, you know. I think I feel, you know, really grateful for him because, you know, he is somebody that literally was getting death threats for his campaigning on behalf of LGBT people. And he was like, fuck it, and just kept going. And I really respect that. Um, I think he's a good man, a really good man. Uh, the Lib Dams posting Rob must go. Yeah, fair play. See, I don't hate the Liberal Democrats. I follow them on Instagram. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you could say it's just for the purposes of this, but, you know, shh, it's fine. <laughs> we don't need to talk. Rachel Hopkins, who is a Labour MP for Luton South, she posted a picture of herself at London Luton Airport. I haven't been there for ages either. Oh my God. I need to get out of Kent and go places. Let me tell you that. Uh, she posted a lovely little picture, actually. Um, she's standing between like these sort of decorated wings celebrating women in aviation. And she looks fabulous. Let's give that a like. You go, girlfriend. Um, what's the tea? What's the tea? Ooh! Apparently, there's some new decorations at the Scottish Parliament. Uh, the Scottish Parliament Instagram displayed some some artwork, uh, an abstract representation of wooden boats um, that is on display at the Scottish Parliament. Looks cute. Nice. Nice. Hmm. What else is going on? Jess Phillips. Hello, Jess Phillips. I discovered actually recently, this is like tangibly linked. My granddad has Twitter and I didn't know. He'd never said anything. He didn't fucking follow me. But you know who he did follow? Jess Phillips. And I was like, what has she got that I don't? Huh? Huh? Apart from... Obviously, I do not hold the seat for Birmingham Yardley. And also, I'm not a member of the Labour Party. And I know that that brought shame on our party. But at least I didn't join the Tories. Come on. Anyways. um, It was... God, I was mad as hell. He followed her. He followed Jeremy Corbyn. He followed Diane Abbott. He, fo he followed Piers Morgan. And I was like... Okay, what the fuck? The others, I could understand... Because, like, Labour's your party and maybe that's, you know, whatever. But Piers Morgan. I. But it's okay because I uncancelled him because he did follow me. After I was, like, really passive aggressive about it. So it's whatever. And he, he, <laughs> he did tweet um, a link to my SoundCloud. <laughs> so, you know, it's fine. I forgive him. Um, so Jess Phillips, she's on the Instagram, she's posting some lovely family snaps of her and her family. I think they're on holiday in Yorkshire. They're having a little staycation. 
my god that beach looks lovely look at the ocean it's so clear oh she got herself some earrings she got herself some some new hoop earrings i think okay girl let's see what else we can see on the instagram the green party posting an igtv of caroline lucas's speech Yep. It looks like that person that wrote in earlier was right. I guess everyone really does love Caroline Lucas. Ply Cymru are posting about some new jobs they have. They're hiring for a communications officer in Cardiff Bay. I might move to Cardiff. <laughs> no, no. Like I can't I can't just go to Cardiff, right? <laughs> Unless no, <laughs> oh my god! Can you imagine though, like me, a, a serious person? That that'd be crazy. Um, no, we mustn't. They also posted about Liz Savile Roberts, who did give a great speech during the Afghanistan debate, uh, demanding that Dominic Raab should resign or be removed from post. Yes, girl. Not only is she an icon because of her iconic pink hair, which I'm sorry, but we have to stand. But she's an icon for what she says. We had no choice but to stand. They also posted uh, the um, the little snippet of her speech in Welsh as well. Um, they do tend to post everything in English and Welsh, which I really appreciate as someone trying to learn Welsh because it's really great practice for me. Thank you, guys. Um, the Green Party as well also posting about ratios yeah that stuff depresses me <laughs> it's so hard being poor uh the uk parliament instagram uh posted about lighting up in support of the launch of we the 15 which is a campaign by people with disabilities um ahead of the paralympics in tokyo so that's exciting um, I, I will be I'll be watching of course you may have remembered I I discovered that I'm actually interested in watching weightlifting so that'll be fun to watch um, and I like swimming just because I like water I'm an Aquarius it's it's just how we are um, oh dear <laughs> I feel like I can't say that <laughs> oh that's problematic Oh, let me like that. That's pretty. Some related, but still. Uh, Kate Osborne, who is a Labour member of Parliament, um, has posted about climate change. She's put up a little video. She's also cross-posted it to TikTok. <gasps> We've got more MPs on TikTok, you guys. I... I kind of live. I don't know. I just kind of live. Mm -hmm. Scottish government is posting about vaccinations. 16 to 17 year olds are now eligible to be vaccinated if they would like to. Uh, they may get an appointment letter in the post, but they can also apply online and register for an appointment. Wow. It feels like ages ago I have my vaccine now. Like, every time I see these things, I'm like, oh, I already have mine. I feel like an old woman. <laughs> I am an old woman. You know, by like 
the standards of misogyny. <laughs> like, that's, like, the, the thing that really sucks. Because it's like, am I old? I'm not even 30 yet. But, like, it'd be like that sometimes. God, did they post that twice? God, not this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh wow that is oh my goodness I don't I don't even know how to respond to that because <laughs> oh my god Congratulations to everybody who's been doing their, their GCSEs. And I know that it's been a particularly tough year for everybody uh, in school. And I just want to thank you for persevering <laughs> and for getting on with it and for all your hard work. And whatever the results that you've got, many congratulations on your efforts. And uh, whatever you're doing now, whether it's to Not go that. on to do A-levels or, or B-tech or, or to get an apprenticeship, uh, I hope you will have every possible success. Well done, uh, everybody. Listen. <laughs> they got... <laughs> they got Boris doing reels, man. I can't. I literally can't. I can't with him. I can't with him. This... He didn't brush his damn hair. He's fucking filming it at a weird angle. I... Oh, why was I not following you, bitch? Let me let me amend that. Mm. Girl, I feel like <laughs> okay. I'm gonna tell you a little story. Okay, so I just it just recommended to me that I follow Alan Smith, and I was like, I thought I already was. I thought he just wasn't active. But anyways, I kind of owe this guy because my song Calais and Dover, which is probably like. I think it's my most streamed song on Spotify. Some of the lyrics from that were paraphrased from a speech he did <laughs> when he was in the European Parliament. And firstly, I'm not going to pay him royalties because listen, listen, streaming royalties are a fucking scam, okay? So, like, don't even. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, so like I basically I mean in a sense I kind of owe him but like I just hope he doesn't expect what I owe him to be monetarily because baby some of us are poor <laughs> like girl I'm sorry honey but like a thousand streams is like a fiver like I wish let's have a oh girl what is oh i'm on the explore page i'm fucking prince andrew just showed up and i feel disgusted <laughs> i i hate him i hate him so much i cannot even i just think he's like a dreadful human being and i really hope that he goes to prison soon and stays there forever. Oh, not this. 
didn't start. What on earth? I don't know who that is. I'm really confused. <laughs> oh my god. Let's check some stories. Mm-hmm. Sarah Owen has posted um, a little little story uh, to let people in her constituency know that they can get in touch with her about their loved ones needing support in Afghanistan. We'd love to see it. An icon. <gasps> New green Sarge. So I was on the greens um, Instagram story and I got all excited. I kind of would love that, you know. <laughs> I, I would. I'm not going to lie to you. Ooh, girl. Labour is smart. They are posting their memes to their stories as well as their main feed. That's smart. They must have someone good working in their social media team. Oh, this is cute. Ah. The Scottish Parliament have like a, a story. It's pretty great content. They must have someone good in their social team too. Um, and it's like a little little series about the history of of the Scottish Parliament building. That's cute. Mm. These are really good graphics as well. <laughs> you go, girlfriend. Oh my god. It's big Sadiq. He's posted an IGTV to his story. What an icon. Oh my god, is that all the people I follow that have stories? I should follow more people on this account. I can get the real tea. Anyways. We've reached the bottom of the feed where it's like, you've seen everything. I've seen everything. But we're checking again next week and hopefully some of them will do something more entertaining and messy. I particularly like messy because I love messy drama. You know how it is. So I did say earlier about uh, local authorities who were stepping up to offer support with, you know, housing and accommodation for refugees from Afghanistan. My local council has failed to do so. God, it's so great living in a Tory area. If you couldn't tell, that's sarcasm. I'm very angry about this. Uh, so Dartford Council, uh, where I live. Um, oh shit! They they haven't they haven't actually said anything about this really. Other councils across Kent have, and it's sort of just sort of Dartford Council's just sat there like, oh, I don't know what we're gonna do. Probably nothing. Um, but you know what they did do. They superimposed an image of the council leader, Jeremy Kite, onto a cartoon for some reason. I think this is for a presentation. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know like what the context of it was. Uh, it was tweeted by Jonathan Hawkes, um, who was formerly a part of the council and he was the leader of the Labour group. Um, he was he was very good actually and it was a shame that he lost his seat um Dartford Council just so fucking embarrassing man <laughs> honestly truly so embarrassing <laughs> um I was actually thinking about Dartford Council the other day because they've they've done up our 
like town centre, but several years too late because, you know, they've put in a couple of new bits, you know, we've got some, some new benches, they've planted some things. And that's nice. I guess the, the whole thing is like an attempt to drive people back to the town centre. But the problem is, is that all the shops are gone. So it's like, well, there's nothing to come back for, is there? Um, I just... Do you know what I mean? And the worst part is, is that they've put up signs around the, the town centre to tell us all that they've done this. It's like, hey, hey, hey we did some things and I'm like what do you want fucking congratulations on doing your job fuck off fuck off it's so stupid um uh speaking of things that are really fucking embarrassing and cringe and stupid um Alex Cole Hamilton has won the leadership of the Scottish Liberal Democrats he was running against basically nobody I think it was like unopposed so okay um <laughs> uh it was it was a bit cringe they did a little a little announcement uh they had these little signs it said scottish liberal democrats new hope oh mate it was it was just a bit cringe i was just like okay like i don't know i guess the scottish liberal democrats they really feel like they're you know in the big leagues and they're just not um it was a bit embarrassing because on the same day that they announced him and he was like coronated as leader or whatever um the big deal with the smp and the scottish greens was announced so literally nobody gave a shit apart from like shit posters like me who were making fun of him <laughs> so nobody really cared he didn't get his big moment um bless his little heart uh so the uh the big deal the smp and the scottish greens it is it is done ladies we've done it we did it kids i can't believe it can't stop crying kids we did it um there are some real big moments in this deal uh so uh second independence referendum referendum God, I can't even. i'm so excited about it i can't even talk a, sec <laughs> a second independence referendum within the parliamentary session mm. big investment in scotland's rail network interesting decarbonization plans Mm hmm we love to see it uh new tenants rights including right to pets oh it's like they're just saying to me come move to fucking scotland come come over we'll let you have a cat we'll let you have a cat in your rented home come on well all right rent controls by 2025 now that could be a fucking game changer because there are a lot of people your rent just goes up and up and up and you have no way of stopping it well now maybe you could that's fucking exciting um conversion therapy ban they really said look everything the british government ain't doing we're gonna do and i had no choice but to stand because <laughs> girl uh, a new national park new funding for mental health mm -hmm. we love to see it there is a lot here that is really, 
really fucking good and of course it means green misses that's exciting it's going to be the first time that has ever happened it's it's just real exciting news man i'm just it's fucking lit this is gonna be great i i really cannot wait to see how it all turns out i'm really excited um at all the opportunities that this gives to not just the scottish government but also to the people of scotland i mean can you imagine having rent controls not having to hand over huge parts of your paycheck to some landlord because the government's like "Uh, uh, uh-uh-uh we're gonna put controls on that we're not gonna let you exploit people just because they need a place to live we're gonna sort that out imagine i mean this sounds really dumb like whenever i talk to people that own property and i say things like you know i wish i could have a pet but i can't and they're like why don't you just go to a shelter and i'm like because my landlord won't let me have one and they look at me like huh what do you mean like they don't understand like these are things that are such a big deal whenever the british government you know has discussions about housing has policies about housing most of it is aimed at homeowners it's not aimed or or it's aimed at people that are going to be shortly homeowners you know because they're going to get on the ladder there is not a lot in there about tenants you know renters and and it's a really big deal for me to see a government that that is thinking about people that are renting um because a lot of the time people are not and so it's it's nice to see that i'm in someone's mind especially someone as iconic as nicola sturgeon or patrick harvey or lorna slater we had no choice but to stand these iconic legends we really really didn't um so what else happened this week hmm let's have a look so <laughs> or not this um i'm gonna talk a a little while about the the green the greens of england and wales having their little leadership contest that's going on at the moment um what i did find interesting uh there was a a little article about it that i read this week from uh two of the candidates because there's quite a few candidates that are running together as a team uh which is not unusual in uh in various different aspects of the greens both in scotland and england and wales um i don't really know about greens outside the uk i'm sorry to all the greens that are disappointed with me there from worldwide but um so amelia womack who is currently the deputy leader of the green party of england and wales uh and tamsin Almond, I hope I said that right. I'm sorry. Um, who is an Extinction Rebellion activist and a member of the Green Party are running for co-leadership. Um, and they said that their aims are to pick up voters who are disillusioned by Keir Starmer. So I think they're kind of looking for kind of the forever Corbyn people to come to the Greens which would be interesting to me because i remember (laughs) i'm about to be petty i remember a lot of like forever corbyn people who i guess thought the whole corbyn thing would never end who were like the green party should just like allow itself to be eaten by labor and they should just come and join us oh how the tables have turned my friends oh how the tables have turned (laughs) um mm. So apparently there is a new political party in Scotland that believes Fife should be independent from Scotland. Okay, work. Uh, So (laughs) the Fife National Party 
Um, although that's not going to be its name because that title was rejected by the Electoral Commission. Um, apparently it's going to be rebranded. We don't know what it's going to be called. But their key aim is for Fife to declare independence from Scotland and be its own country. work um so george morton uh talked about this and he said he admitted that many people would view his political campaign as laughable but insisted that politics can move very fast nowadays i mean to be fair yeah it can um i mean if that is something that the people of fife would like if they would like to to you know self-determinate and that is not how i should have phrased that but whatever if they would like self-determination god i should have said that but anyways if that's what they want i feel like they should be able to do that absolutely um the question is you know will it go the way that they hope uh or will it go the way of the northern independence party i guess we'll see we'll see matt hancock was on the tube this week in london on the london underground wearing a hat um i feel like the hat's not important but i just (laughs) i just feel like saying it uh he was um ambushed by uh some ladies who made a tiktok that they posted on tiktok obviously um of them you know having a chat with him they stole his hat at one point um they asked him to take off his mask they all sat around him and they was having a chat one of them apparently still has his hat and there was a story in the newspapers and she was like if he wants his hat he can come and get it and i'm like girl girl not this um there was a lot of debate because obviously there have been quite a few social media videos of people basically you know rushing up to for example chris witty and you know taking videos of him and all that and so the debate was should the same scorn be put on these women for doing the same thing with matt hancock now what i will say is this i personally do not believe that you should film strangers without well, well anybody without consent like even my friends if i'm filming i will ask them if they want to be on camera or not like i don't just like film them and like put it on the internet because i'm not a dick um you know and I, I don't believe that you should just go up to people that you don't know and start talking to them and touching them personally myself like you know regardless of gender i would say that that is that is wrong to do i do feel that the reason i feel so strongly about this is because (laughs) because as as a woman this is something you experience all the time there are a number of times when i'm just like walking down the street or i'm just sat on the tube or i'm just i'm just trying to fucking live my life and i mean yes most of the time like i'm not being filmed (laughs) like someone's not like filming me for a tiktok or whatever but like you know someone will come up and they'll start talking to me and i'll make it clear i don't want to have a conversation but they'll keep going um i've had people like physically trying to like grab me and touch me in public and i'm like get the fuck off me and so i you know for me it's like i don't feel people should be doing that to chris witty to matt hancock if they're a guy if they're a girl i don't think that's an appropriate way to behave in public 
Um, there are some people saying, oh, but Matt Hancock looked like he was having fun. So, you know, I, I don't want to remove his agency as a person. You know, it's his life. If he wants to, like, hang out with all these girls and whatever, I, I shouldn't be able to tell him that he can't. But I would just say... Me, personally, I wouldn't think it's appropriate to just go up to anyone and start, like, stealing items of clothing from them or, like, whatever. <laughs> that just strikes me as weirdo behaviour. I wouldn't do it. Um, so, so, some lighter news. Amy Callahan, who is a MP for the SNP, got engaged this week and she posted such a cute fucking picture. It was, she had the ring on. And her fiance's hand was there too. And then her dog put her dog put their little paw on, on the hands. And I was just like, oh my god. It's a really pretty ring though as well. I was like, oh. That's that's nice. And he proposed on the beach, which I think is so lovely. And I'm just so happy for her. And I feel like she really deserves to be happy. And yes, queen, work. I can't get married. Please have the dog involved in the wedding because I feel like the dog is an icon too. <laughs> A little bit of sad news in regards to Geronimo the alpaca, I'm afraid. Uh, there was some hope um, that the high court may do something to help save him but unfortunately the decision was that he should be i don't want to say executed but like executed you know what i mean okay put down or whatever because i think it's only executed if someone's done a crime or whatever um but that's sad news um I I feel sad about it. Apparently, uh, Geron Geronimo's uh, friends and supporters have a plan. They are going to put lots of different alpacas uh, in the same field that look like him so that no one knows who is the real Geronimo and so that they can't execute him. But I... I have a feeling that is not going to end well. I feel like it's going to end with all of the alpacas being executed, if I'm honest. Like, not to be cynical, I just feel like that's what's going to happen. And that would be really sad. And I just... I'm praying for you, Geronimo, buddy. You are in my thoughts. Lots of love. Um... A conservative MP has been given a 28-day driving ban after admitting speeding and asking to be banned to avoid hypocrisy. So, Paul Bristow, who's a conservative MP for Peterborough... Um, Peterborough's had a really bad run of MPs when it comes to driving offences. Like, Jesus... Um, so he represents Peterborough and he was caught speeding. Uh, he was... I was going to try and work out like how many miles per hour over, but I, I can't do maths right now. So anyway, he was doing 76 in a 50. You guys can work out at home how much like over the limit that is. Because I'm going to be honest. I can't. I... <laughs> let, me, let me use a calculator for this. Hold up. Twenty six. There we go. 
<laughs> she can't do basic maths, but she's fun at parties. That's not true either. I'm dreadful at parties. But anyways, um, <laughs> uh, so he pleaded guilty um, at the Peterborough Magistrates Court. Um, and he said <laughs> in, a, in a column for the Peterborough Telegraph that he writes, only by asking to be disqualified can I look my constituents in the eye. <laughs> I mean, you know what? It's actually kind of nice to see a Conservative MP actually fucking taking responsibility for himself. Like, fair play, I guess. Um, I... <laughs> I mean, I don't drive, so I don't know if, like, driving that fast is, like, necessary at any point. I don't really see that, like, it seems a bit like a dumb thing to do, personally. And I... <laughs> I should learn to drive but like i'm scared um so there has been a campaign um that has been going on and has got a lot of new coverage recently um a number of gurkhas have been protesting at downing street so they are veterans who fought as part of the British military for us and they are protesting because their pensions are not to the same level as other soldiers who fought in the same conflicts and took the same risks. Um, One of the protesters uh, was recently hospitalised and had to stop the protest but then went back as soon as he was cleared from hospital and continued his hunger strike outside of Downing Street. Um, the government have agreed to talks to try and resolve the issues of unequal pensions. Um, so hopefully, hopefully something can be done and they will actually be taken seriously and treated with compassion by the government. But this is the government that we're talking about. So who fucking knows? You know what I mean? But we can only hope that they are, um given the respect that they deserve because you know they served just the same as everybody else who you know risked their lives for the rest of us and they should be given the same pensions I feel I don't even know why they're having to have this do you know what I mean it's like one of those things where it's so simple it's like you shouldn't need for a hunger strike to happen for you to understand this you should already be treating them like they have made these sacrifices because they have you shouldn't need to be told by these veterans hey we should get equal pensions because you should already know i but this is the government you guys and they're fucking stupid so i know i said earlier we weren't going to talk about brexit (laughs) or depending on how i edit the show maybe i say this later but who knows but regardless we're about to talk about brexit briefly Now, you may remember a couple of years ago, KFC ran out of chicken and it was chaos. There was a woman who had to go to Burger King. But seriously, it was actually quite chaotic. Like, you know, they had to close stores because there was just no fucking chicken. It's happened again. Not just KFC this time. Branches of Nando's as well are having to close because they can't get chicken because of supply trains breaking supply chains breaking down um and one of their suppliers uh actually had this to say 
Our company is not currently experiencing any significant inconvenience regarding the pingdemic. So that was a brief phenomenon in which just loads of people were getting pinged by the NHS app and told to self-isolate. Colleague isolations relative to our sites are low. Our concern is recruitment and filling vacancies when the UK workforce has been severely depleted as a result of Brexit. This is causing stress on UK supply, supply chains. Why can't I say supply chains? Oh my God. In multiple sectors, labour availability is an issue totally separate to the pandemic and one which has the potential to affect UK foods manufacturing for a lot longer. Thanks, Brexit. Now I can't even get a fucking Nando's in peace. I... God, no, I want Nando's. God, not this. Not this. Oh my God. We should... Do you know what? In a couple months... We should do like a, like obviously when it's like a bit safer to do so, we could do like a show me up. We do like, we'll all just go to Nando's and like cosplay as Change UK and just talk shit about politics. That'd be so fun. I would love that for us. Anyways, um, <laughs> I don't even know. Do you know what? I got, I got a push notification about this. And I just thought to myself, firstly, there's a name I haven't heard for a while. Secondly, oh my God, not this. So, former member of parliament for Sheffield Hallam, Jared O'Mara, has been charged with seven counts of fraud. The... There was a statement from the Crime Prosecution Service that said... (laughs) God. The charges relate to an allegation he made fraudulent invoices. To the Independent Parliamentary Standards Authority in 2009, jointly with Gareth Arnold, who is also charged with six counts of the same offence. Hmm. I'm aware that because of like I mean basically in the UK like when someone gets charged with something there are like certain things you can't say about it so I obviously cannot speculate as to whether these allegations are true or not true but what I will say and what hopefully will not get me in legal trouble is that I really feel that for his sake and the sake of his constituents, his local Labour Party should not have allowed Jared to be able to stand because everything that happened while he was an MP, all the scandals, um, you know, complaints from his staff about his treatment of them, um, all of the stuff that was unearthed pretty much as soon as he was elected about his past behaviour and past conduct. Um, and these charges and just everything. This is someone who clearly was not suited to this kind of job. And I do feel that it... I mean, he's not the only person, by the way, that I feel is unsuitable to have been a member of parliament there are plenty 
Um, he's just the latest example. But I do feel that selection needs to be more careful because a lot of the time it essentially comes down to who's popular in the local branch, who, um, you know, who has networked hard enough to get enough support, who, you know, do you know what I mean? It's it's not who is the best person for this role, it is who is the most popular or who can call in the most favours, you know what I mean? Um, I mean, I'm quite fortunate, um, and, and someone else that I know said this recently, the local branch of my party, which I'm a member of, none of us are able to stand as candidates because our party does not stand candidates in our area. So we just, you know, we vibe, we get along, it's all good. There is no conflict because we're not competing for anything. We're not all trying to backstab each other to get, you know, selected. There's none of that. None of that's going on. It's very chill. Um, and I feel very fortunate for that. But I also, I feel, I feel it is important that more thought is put into selection because evidently there are people getting through this process who really should not you know they're clearly not suitable but they get they get selected anyway they stand and then they massively fail and if okay you know what i'm not going to talk about the latest things but i'm going to talk about the stuff that happened before the things that happened while jared omara was an mp you know, the poor treatment of his staff, shutting down his office on a whim, um, you know, and, and the things before, you know, the horrific social media statements, all the stuff with fucking girls allowed. Yes, he bears responsibility for all of those things because he is a grown man. But when when he was selected, when he was in office, it should have been clear, and it probably was clear to a lot of people, that he would not do well. He was not somebody who could, you know, who could succeed. Because he was clearly struggling from day one, you know. He would backchat his constituents on social media. I remember someone I follow was actually one of his constituents. And sometimes i would just see it on twitter just you know jared omara just being so fucking rude to him or just do you know what i mean he clearly was not prepared there was just there's nothing done to prepare this man and so he failed and i think that was not the right thing for the people he represented and it was not the right thing for him and i do think it was honestly quite cruel to just throw him in like that you you can see somebody who's clearly not suitable for this job and yet you gas them up and you throw them in anyway that's just fucked up to me because it's like look at look at where he is now and yes he does hold quite a lot of responsibility for that because i do believe he's someone who's capable of fucking up all on his own but the people as well that put him in the position to be able to fuck up to this extent I just, I don't know, man. I feel like part of that is also on them too. You, when you have the the responsibility and the power 
of selecting candidates you have to use it carefully because otherwise you end up with these situations and that's not cute that's not that's not gorgeous Mm -mm. this whole episode feels like i'm gonna be talking about the green party all the time um various green parties of course because the greens of england and wales are a different thing to for example the scottish greens but anyway nevertheless the greens of england and wales are currently having a leadership contest yay actually i i am quite like into it because i love leadership contests because i love drama um so that's happening (laughs) so i asked on social media uh i put out a little to action i suppose i don't even know if that's the right word but anyways i asked members of the green party to get in touch with me and tell me how they're feeling and what they're thinking and what are their big thoughts ahead of this leadership contest um and we're going to talk about it right now uh, I want to say firstly and specifically and I did say this to all the people uh, that, that did write to me about this because um, originally I was going to have someone come on the show but what I discovered when I started talking to people was that there are a lot of um, intense feelings about this <laughs> And I don't want to get anyone in trouble and I don't want to get anyone sanctioned by their party or disciplined or what have you. Um, And, you know, different parties' rules work in different ways. So I don't want to get anyone in trouble. So what I asked them to do was just write me a little little letter, so to speak. Tell me what they're thinking, what they're feeling. And then I can read that and I can, I can talk about it from there. That way, it's anonymous. No one gets in trouble. No one gets kicked out of the party before they can even vote. Um, so we're going to get started. Okay, so this first one. Mm, okay, let's go. Hey, Jennifer. I've been a member of the Green Party for five years. Mm, come through yeah let's go long term and i i should stop interrupting myself while i'm reading but i can't help it i'm sorry (laughs) okay let's get back to the love and i am passionate about creating a better safer world for everyone good for you oh my god love that for you i believe our party can do this with the values we have but i think we are held back by the upper echelons of the party Please allow me to explain. Oh, do go on, darling. This leadership contest is self-important, self-indulgent drivel. Ay, Dios mios. Self-indulgent drivel that will only make the inner circle of our party happy. None of our leaders since Caroline Lucas. Oh, bitch, I miss her. I thought she was great. I thought she was grand. Sorry. Anyways, none of our leaders since Caroline Lucas have made an impact or done anything of value. Oh, the upper classes of our party are fussing amongst themselves to sit on the throne while our beautiful planet dies. Well, the planet do be dying, to be fair. Mm. The Green Party should not be triggering leadership election contests at the drop of a hat 
It feels like we just had one. We should be leading the conversation on how to bring our planet back from the brink. But instead, we are arguing on Twitter about... Oh, sorry. They... They use, uh, like, I don't know if it's a word. It's, it's like an acronym that became a word. Like, you know how, like, BAME never used to be a word. You would just say B-A-M-E. And then people started saying it like it was a word. And I was like, girl, not this. <laughs> Anyways, they used an acronym that became a word. But I'm aware that some people do find it really offensive. So I'm not going to say it. Because even though I disagree with uh, the people that this word is normally aimed at, I don't want to, like, I, I'm just, I'm not in the business of saying things that people don't like. Well, no, that's not true. I say things people don't like all the time, but I'm not going to be, like, purposely disrespectful. Like, if someone feels like something is an offensive thing to call them, I'm not going to say it. Because, like, I wouldn't like it if someone did that to me. Like, if someone just, like, started calling me the M-word, I'd be like, what the fuck? What the actual, What? and it, it happens people have done it <laughs> uh, but anyways oh my god i've gone way away from the point um i'll replace it with something else like friends of jk rowling okay let's go with that uh but instead we are arguing on twitter about whether friends of jk rowling should be flushed down toilets girl who's arguing about that <laughs> <laughs> and who gets to use what toilet and what even is a friend of jk rowling anyway and why is everyone so obsessed with toilets good question that is not why i came into politics and i'm sure i'm not alone i feel the only leader we could have who is worth a damn would be caroline lucas and i hope with all my heart that she will consider coming back to lead the greens out of irrelevancy and into the future <gasps> wow I mean, that's a lot to unpack and that's just the first one. I I did not realise there was so much conflict in the Green Party. I mean, I don't mean this to be offensive to members of the Green Party because I love you guys, but I thought they were just like chill and like, you know, just trying to save the planet and be chill and, you know, sometimes vegan and things and recycling. Like, I, I didn't know there was like all of this anger held inside. Hmm. Okay. I mean, unfortunately, Caroline Lucas is not going to come back and become leader. Certainly not in this contest anyways, because she missed the cutoff date to stand. Um, and she already did that and she stood down. So I'm assuming there is a reason why she did that. Um, and so therefore, there is probably a reason why she wouldn't want to stand again. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know her personally, so I can't really tell you. Um I did enjoy Caroline Lucas as as leader of, of the Greens um, and, and when she was co-leader with Jonathan Bartley as well. Um, and I think she's she's a great MP. Uh, so, I mean, I would assume she would continue to be, you know, I mean, she is kind of what everyone thinks of when they think of the Green Party, to be fair. So I guess she can continue doing that. But I'm sorry, I, I doubt you're going to get your wish at this particular moment for her to be leader. I'm sorry. Um, but my goodness, flushing people down toilets, drivel. My God, I didn't know there was so much anger within the greens. <laughs> um, okay, let's, let's read the next one. Hello, I am so frustrated. You see what I mean? 
there's a there's a lot of frustration a lot of anger going on in this party that I did not know about I am shook shooketh as the children say on the twitter um I am so frustrated as a long-standing member of the green party I have campaigned for this party I have given my time my sweat and lot and lots <laughs> And lots of money and membership fees and donations, and I feel let down. Hmm. Women are not being listened to, and the way the contest is going, I don't think we ever will be. The only contender who pledges to listen to women isn't going to win. It all feels so hopeless. The Green Party has abandoned women, and I am seriously considering leaving. There is nowhere that is listening to women. Right. Okay. I mean, by your definition of listening to women, that the British government are, if that helps, you know, they are definitely doing that by what your definition of listening to women is. So perhaps you'll take solace in that. I don't know. Um, dear Jennifer, my choice for selection is very simple. Ah, thank God, someone who's not raging. <laughs> I am supporting an overlooked candidate that I believe can help our party to the next level, and that is Ashley Gunstock. Okay, cool. Uh, He has been close to leadership before, but I think now is the time for our party to give him a chance. He has a long history of campaigning, and not just campaigning, but direct real action that has changed lives. Listen, this feels like this email came from Ashley Gunstock himself, but it actually didn't, so... He, he's got stands that's all i can say um direct real action that has changed lives such as the opening of day centers for the homeless okay but i can vibe with that the green room environmental center and many years of helping young minds develop as a teacher oh he has lived in the political world and the real world and i think he understands best how to help the party and wider society okay well this dude has some fans it's nice for him hi jennifer i am a green party member and a trans woman watching every political party in the uk rip themselves apart over people like me has been heartbreaking the trans community do not want to hurt anyone we do not want to steal your kids away and convert them we do not want to force lesbians and gay men to be with us All we want is to live peaceful and dignified lives, but we have been turned into monsters by society and now this has arrived in my party. Wow. My God. Um, I'm heartbroken to see this turn into a huge conflict. We don't want to take anything from women. We simply ask that we are treated with the same respect and patience that we give to those that are different to us. The world is big enough to give all of us space to live happily so i hope that when voting our members will choose peace and tolerance please vote for amelia and tamsin oh wow i think you know what a lot of people because it it does seem already you know we're only a, a little way into this leadership contest and it really does seem that it has been kind of overtaken by 
people shouting at each other about you know trans rights and I think what a lot of people forget is that there are real people involved in this you know there are trans people who are as we've just heard just trying to live um there are just people trying to live their lives you know and it I think it really does not have to be a screaming match but it always seems to be because people don't seem ready to accept that we can calm down and talk about this like adults you know and just fucking chill out you know which I would, you know, like I said, I mean, not to stereotype, but I would expect people in the Green Party to be chilled, but apparently not. Um, <laughs> apparently nobody is doing their daily meditation here. I, I don't know. Um, hello, Jennifer. Hello. I'm excited about the leadership contest. Well, thank God, because everybody else seems fucking pissed. Um, because I think the extra media coverage is a brilliant way to get our green ideas and policies into the news and into people's minds. I like that attitude. Yeah, good for you. Uh, There is a lot of negativity going around, but we all need to remember why we are here. The Greens can have a lasting impact and can bring positive change, but we need to stick together and not let people divide us. I am a little worried about people joining the party to vote for a leader from both sides of the now toxic debate, and I just hope all the new joiners will stick around and be faithful to our cause once they get what they want out of us, because the Greens are more than just a one-issue party and we are a powerful force. Well, at least someone's excited about this because everyone else just seems so angry. (laughs) Just so angry. Okay. Hi, Jennifer. I was really disappointed. (laughs) Sorry, I got distracted by a notification on my phone. I've got to stop, like, reading stuff from my phone because I always end up, like, getting distracted and rambling on about other shit sorry (laughs) i was really disappointed that sean berry stood down because i think that she was a good leader i do feel that the only option we have for leadership now is a woman the majority of political parties do not give platforms to women and i think regardless of the debate on women's issues that is currently happening in not just our party but others we have to platform women all kinds of women cis women trans women black women minority women not not to be pedantic here but you know what i'm not going to do it we have to give a voice to all women because the fact is women's rights not just in regards to trans rights but all across the spectrum are not getting the voice they deserve so electing another man cannot be an option i hope that the female candidates that are standing will be given a chance okay well uh it's all going on in the fucking green party apparently i (laughs) i'm surprised 
I'm really surprised. I didn't know that there was, um, I didn't know there was so much conflict. I didn't know that there was so many people from all different, you know, sides of the party and, and everything feeling angry. Um, I had no idea about that. Um, I feel, I do feel like everybody wants the party to succeed. I think they just have different ideas of how is best to do that. And I think that is sort of the central conflict that's happening. Um, And, you know, some people believe that manifests in different ways. I don't know. Um, mm, It'll be interesting to see how this plays out. It really, really will. Um, And we'll see what happens in the future. all for this week i will see you again next week though and we will have lots more fun love you bye what the actual fuck is going on with this whole politics business Frankly, Russia should go away, it should shut up.